And we're back on Crossing the Axis, the biz side of video production. I'm Max Kaiser, the CEO of Pipeline Video Production Software. Uh, we make software to help you do your budgeting, do your project management, and generally just get your act together to be successful in video production. I'm joined with my partner, Jake Rorda. Hey, I'm Jake, Operations and Customer Success at Pipeline. So we're joined today in the studio by Ryan Coral of Studio Sherpas. Ryan, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. This is, uh, this is super fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if if you haven't checked out his stuff at studiosherpas.com, uh, there couldn't be anything more sort of symbiotic with, with what we're doing and trying to encourage folks to do um, in terms of growing your video production business. Ryan does a podcast with over 450,000 downloads uh, and it is uh, a fabulous podcast. Uh, he's done it for uh, five years. Uh, it covers all the aspects of how to grow and scale your business. He talks to entrepreneurs. He talks to successful video production people. He talks to all different types of folks. It's an incredible podcast. And we thought it would be great to have him on the show and sort of talk about maybe the sort of top things uh, that you might want to be doing uh, to try to go to that next level. And also to sort of introduce you to the idea of his podcast, his workshops, and so forth. But there's no one that knows it better. Ryan, welcome to the show. Can you give us a little background about how you got started in all this stuff? Well, I started my own video production business. I was working at a small Christian college here near Detroit, Michigan, and uh, I was hosting a lot of events and doing lots of marketing type stuff for the college. And I, I really had fallen in love with video. This is back in the early 2000s. I'm not sure either one of you were born yet. Uh, just kidding. But um, I, I had somehow convinced the college to buy me a video camera and a computer. And this was when uh, Apple, um, they started using Firewire 400 cables that could connect to your video camera and your computer. And you could pull the files from your video camera on, directly onto your computer and edit them. And that was super cool. And I just fell in love with uh, shooting and editing and creating little promo pieces for the college and all of the fun stuff that we were doing there. And eventually I just, I could not get this thing out of my head. Like, how do I just do video full-time? I'm doing all this other marketing stuff, but I really just want to do video. And, uh, my wife and I were, were just, we were in a spot, we were brand newly married. We had like no debt. And, uh, and it was just like a, it was a, it seemed like a pretty small risk. Like, Hey, let me just try this and see if I can make it into a business. And, uh, that was 17 years ago today. You know, it's not just me, uh, in the studio. I've got a couple of filmmakers. I've got an operations person. We've got a project manager. We work with a number of different virtual assistants and lots of other contractors, shooters, editors, copywriters, marketers, you know, you name it. Uh, I've got a consultant. I've got my own coach. Um, we've, we've kind of been through a lot of stuff over 17 years. We have this cool production space in the Metro Detroit area. It's about 5,800 square feet. Uh, we've got a psych wall and, you know, just all the fun stuff that I think 17 years ago, I never would have dreamed of having like my own studio and, you know, offices and a conference, you know, just like, what? Like, what do you need a conference room for? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as, as we've kind of evolved and had bigger dreams and visions for what we want to be and who we want to work with and the kind of stuff that we want to be doing, uh, it just made sense to uh, 
I don't know, be where we're at today. So super grateful, super thankful to have been able to, you know, we've done lots of cool projects over the years and I'm just really thankful to today still be running the production company. But, uh, you know, five years ago started this thing called studio Sherpas. Uh, I've always loved the business side of what we do. I love the creative aspect and creating stuff and creating emotions for the people that, you know, watch, uh, the, the work that we do. Uh, but, but really figuring out how, how to get people to hire us and how to get people to pay us more money. And, uh, that kind of stuff has been, uh, pretty fascinating. And then also like how to get out of the day-to-day parts of the work, like the hiring and firing, accounting, taxes, uh, you know, just all the daily grind stuff I, I was not crazy about. And so I've really just tried to figure out how, how can I do that? And then five years ago, creating Studio Sherpas as a place and a resource for other videographers that have the same kind of vision. They don't want to be the only one in the business or they don't want to do all of the parts of the job or they want to make more money or they want to be more profitable. And that's really what Studio Sherpas is, is a place where where I share, you know, the the mistakes that I've made over 17 years and a lot of the stuff that I've learned that actually has worked uh, over the course of 17 years in our business. So when you when people come to Studio Sherpas and they uh, they're they're checking you out and they're like, God damn, I need some help here. Uh, what, what's what's the what's the big thing? What, what what do you often see that that they're just like this is this is the thing that uh, I'm struggling with and and I I'm having trouble getting getting past it. Well, I, I, you know, I try to ask everybody that kind of comes into our ecosystem, like, what are you frustrated with? What are you struggling with in your business? And most people say that they want more clients. They, 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 they're not crazy about the kind of work that they're doing. So they want, they want more clients. They want better clients uh, and they want better work. And so, you know, part of that is like, okay, well charge more. That's like a easy, you know, solution. Um, I would say that most of us don't value our skill set, you know, and uh, we just buy into this lie that like, well, like you're not at the spot where you want to be. You don't have the kind of gear that you really want. You're, you know, you don't have a 5,800 square foot studio yet. So you really shouldn't be charging as much as that guy. And I think that's a bunch of blarkey and kind of overcoming that mindset because really at the end of the day, it's like, what is the value that you are bringing to your clients or your potential clients? And what is that video going to do? How is that going to help them? And if it's going to help save them time, or if it's going to help make them money, or if it's going to become a treasured heirloom for their family, it's, it's hard to put a price tag on some of those things. So when you start thinking like that, it's like, Oh, okay, well maybe, maybe it is worth a little bit more than, than what I'm charging (laughs) in. In a lot of cases, it's actually worth a lot more, but I would say the, the, for me, there's, there's just a lot of, a lot of people that get into this work because they, it kind of fell into their lap. You know, they shot a friend's wedding cause they had a cool camera and then they're like, Oh, I could actually do this. Or, you know, they work for in corporate America and they needed somebody to put together a little highlight reel. And it's like, Oh, I can do that. And so, and then somebody else finds out that you did that video and then it just kind of snowballs into this thing. It's like, Oh man, I really like you know, doing this creative outlet. This is cool. And then before you know it, people are paying you $500, $1,000, $2,000. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is a legit business. Yep. And then a year or two down the road, you're like, I actually don't like the kind of jobs I'm getting hired for. This is not, <laughs> and I'm definitely not making as much money as I want. So I want better clients and I want to make more money. That's where that's, I think a lot of times comes from, but 
at the end of the day, I don't think we're asking the right question. We're, we're not asking like what it is that we really want. And we don't really know. Uh, we just want something different. And so there's just a lot of frustration around that. So until we start asking that question, it's like what in two years, you know, two years from now, what kind of work do I want to be doing? Like what kind yeah. of clients do I want to have? What kind of you know, projects, what kind of shooting and editing and what are we delivering? What does my role look like? What does my job look like? Am I in the field all the time? Am I always shooting? Am I always editing? We, we don't really think past like, you know, the next month because we're just trying to shoot or edit or deliver enough stuff so that we're making it by, but we don't really think about what does the future look like? So I think that's, that's, that's a great place for, for people to start is like, what, in two years, where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? What kind of stuff do I want to be working on? When you go back in the way back machine to 17 years ago, first of all, I just got to know what was your gear kit? What, what was your gear kit? All right, <laughs> it I, it I was not it. mine. It oh, was, okay. uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I was going to a, a small church that actually had a couple of creative people on staff. And one yeah. of the guys had a Canon. Uh, oh man, what was it? A, Oh, the big XL one, maybe there that that was at the the, the mother church. Um, they oh, had the XL one, yeah. the one that okay. we went to. I think they had a GL two. It was <laughs> so I was able to borrow that. Um, somebody else had a wireless mic, so I was able to borrow that. Yeah. Um, the this the first big like interview job that I got it was for twenty. Oh man. It was for $2,500. I'd never been paid $2,500 before. Yep. This was like insane. That and is so insane. I, I bought a Sennheiser wireless pack Two, no, no, it was just one, but yeah. for the majority of the videos, it was two people on camera and I had to have them sit close to each right. other so that yeah. they could both, both get picked <laughs> up on the mic. So I begged, borrowed and stealed for the first, um, you know, probably the first year and a half of me, like in the business right. and I as it. I was just going to no. say, as I was getting hired for, you know, every job, I'm like, okay, there's $200 more. I can buy one of those key light things. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, here's another 150, yeah. uh, now I can get, you know, that light. And so it's just like this long process of getting, you know, upgrading my gear yeah. and getting it to a spot where I felt a little bit more confident than, but I remember the nights before shoots as like this, like drive all over town and pick up things from everybody <laughs> And like, it was cool. I would hang out with them for like 10 to 15 minutes, actually network. This is a funny yeah. thing. I actually encourage people to do this because like you can actually be networking. You're meeting with people. Hey, oh, oh, what do you shoot next week? Well, I'm free. You know, if you need me to drop in and, you know, and you do a lot of free work and you just kind of make yourself mm -hmm. available. But yeah, I remember the running around town and borrowing, 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 particularly like lights, right? Like it was always like oh, that man. Airflex light package was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was like two or three grand. And that was just like really far out there. Yep, and it yep. was just really tough to, I'm just amazed $2,500 for like an interview. I remember getting my first 5,000 for a corporate and I must've worked on that for about like six weeks. Cause I was so excited about getting that much money. Like, I oh, was just like well, the, the $2,500 job, which yeah. I thought I'm like, Oh yeah, we'll shoot. Like what? Maybe that's like what? Three days. I think we ended up, it, it was like six days of production full yeah. days. And yeah. then 
<laughs> it was post-production hell. Like, like literally like this guy, I mean, God bless him. Cause he hired me and he gave me $2,500, but he was a control freak and yeah. the font. And the, I mean, it was right. like, right. I exported, I compressed, rendered, exported, burnt to DVD more time. Like you couldn't even put videos online to have people review them back in the day. Like you had to like burn them to a DVD so they could review them. I spent, so I think I made like $2 and 25 cents an hour when it was right. all said and done on that project. So $2,500 to me seemed like a lot. This guy maybe in the back of his mind, he knew it was a lot bigger. And he's like, wow, I can't believe this guy's going to do it for 20. So what would you, what, what would you go back 17 years ago and tell yourself like, Hey man, I know, I, I kind of know what I would tell myself. What, what would you tell yourself? Hey man, um, this is, this is what you want to kind of keep in mind. This is going to help you get from here to there a little faster and, and be in a little better shape when you get there. What would you, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to ask more questions and ask better questions. So sitting down with this guy, you know, asking the client, about, you mean with the client? Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, he, he was like, well, here's what I want to create. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, right. Can I, can I do that? I think I could do that. And you know, not, not having, not having a script or like, Hey, these are the must have questions. Like how soon does he need it? Um, like what does the final format look like? What does the revision process look like? Uh, or even having a revision process. I don't have a, a revision process. It was like, I, I, I guess I would just keep editing until the client said we're done, you know, and that's that, oh my gosh, like I burned so much time uh, working for free for clients. Cause I didn't tell them like, you only get two revisions. And if you right. want more, you can pay for them. And you know, today people are like, well, of course. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, it's a few hundred bucks an hour for revisions. Yeah, sure. But like back then I would have never even thought to like bring that up or uh, talk about what is the, what do you, what do you, you know, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, and when you say, you know, when you say that for so many of your folks that come and meet with you, that really at the, at the core, it almost sounds like you're a bit of a psychologist for them to, to, to say, you know, you, you, you are worth this and you have this, this value that you're bringing to the table and a skill and a craft that they don't frankly have. And you take it for granted because you like it right. and you take it for granted because like the rest of us, you kind of slipped into it yeah. because we all did. Right. I mean, for the most part, sure. There's some people that go to like full sale or some school or something like that. That's true. But I would say that's definitely the minority yep. um, that so many of us came from like graphic design backgrounds or, you know, just, or just had a love of film um, or came into it from being a grip or a gaffer or something like that. I've seen a lot of that um, switch over, but ultimately there is this like psychological guilt that comes with doing something you actually like to do. Yeah. Yep. That's so weird. <laughs> it is. It's so weird. And it's so unfortunate because so many people, there would probably be so many more people in this industry doing this work uh, because they, they wouldn't feel, you know, devastated. They wouldn't feel like, yeah, this is like, I'm never going to get there. I mean, I remember for the longest time, I, uh, comparison, you know, like I was always looking at other people's stuff and like, yeah. oh, man, but when I get there, then, then I can charge $10,000. But you know, in the meantime, uh, I'll charge a 10th of that. 
And yeah, just, let's talk about that. The comparison thing, like looking at other people's webs. I used to do that too, man. I used to like uh, just focus in and just get so like some days I'd be like, oh, we're better than all those guys. And then some days mm-hmm, like, oh, mm-hmm. we suck. <laughs> right, and like, yeah. and and sometimes I think it was positive. I think it was positive if I was looking like so far up the line. Like I'm talking about to the guys who are making Super Bowl ads. Like in that case, I think it, it was like helpful for me to be like, what are they bringing to the table? lifted my creativity yeah um but when it got around my peers it was like nickel and diamond and not helping anybody yeah yeah that it was the same for me for a long time and there there was a period of time for a long time where i just stopped looking at other people's work and similar to you like you know i would watch like real highly produced stuff stuff that's like you know probably cost six and seven figures and i'm like oh wow that's really cool like how do they do that but looking at people that are you know in my area that are charging around the same maybe even a little bit less than me and like you know some of those guys their work like it's better than ours and they're charging not as much as we are charging so what yep. one of the things that I, I I kind of believe is that people don't really hire you because of your work, you know, because you, you they don't it's like you go to the store, you buy a pack of gum, you get the pack of gum right there. Like you you can test it, taste it and know like, OK, this is good. But when somebody hires you to do a creative project for them, they're not going to get it right away. There's no like, you know, so there's like this trust that they are putting in you, right? So when you're, you know, pitching yourself or putting yourself out there, people are hiring you because of the confidence that they they feel in yeah. you uh, mm-hmm. with being able to do this job for them. If they don't feel confident that you can do it, they're not gonna give you the job. Uh, they can look at your website and look at your work and be like, okay, yeah, it looks good. And the mo- the majority of people that aren't in the creative world don't really know the difference between a red and a Canon GL one. Okay. Maybe there is a difference there because we're SD versus, you know, whatever, 20 K. Yeah. 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 Uh, But you know, creatively, like most people just can't tell the difference. Like, Oh, did they use a $30 light or $3,000? I don't know. It looks lit. It looks fine. It looks good. (laughs) So, you know, what I would say, like, if I graded my own work, I'd be like, oh man, this is probably like a six out of 10, but a client and then the people that they show it to, it's going to be a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Like to them, it doesn't really matter. So they need to know that you can do the job and yeah, sure. You're not going to be able to make it look like your favorite, you know, filmmaker, but can it serve the purpose that your client needs? Uh, Probably, you know, right. And, and you, if you don't believe in yourself and what you're able to do, then people aren't going to ever pay you more than, than what you feel like you're worth. And at that point, you're, you're not feeling like you're, you're worth that much, right? Cause you're comparing yourself to all these other people that charge maybe twice as much as you, maybe, maybe more than that. And for you, you're like, well, you could hire me at a fraction of the cost and you'll get it. You know, I'll, I'll do good, but it's going to be a fraction of like how good it would be if you really hired those guys over there. Yeah, yeah. Jake, you're being awfully quiet there. Uh, no, Wait, I'm just. Jake's here? I'm, hey, I'm Jake. loving this. I, I, I'm I, inspiring me to go start up another production company. Um, but I, so Max, you you started or you asked Ryan uh, what he would tell his younger self. What would you tell your younger self? Oh man, keep it. Stick to the simple shit. I mean, mm-hmm. like honestly, like, and by that I mean like. When I started, I started because I looked around and I saw these horrible commercials on our local television stations. And I was like, I may not be the best, 
but I think I can make something better than that. And I, and, and I love this field so much. I love doing the work. Like it's my dream has been since fifth grade to do this. And I, I have a lot of other things I could do in life. And I know this is not going to be a path to make a lot of money. I already knew that. Thank God. Um, but I, I, just saw those ads on TV and I was so like unimpressed. And at the time, you know, most of our work was the internet was, you know, uh, fairly nascent and there wasn't that much that we were doing for the net. So most of it was local commercials. If you started yourself up as a business, you were kind of basically going into making local commercials. And uh, in our town of a hundred thousand here in Bellingham, I just said, man, I could do better than that. And I, I that's, I want to make something better for these small businesses. I truly wanted to make something cooler than what they were having right then. I was like, I think I can tell their story. My family was a small business family. I was like, I think I can really like, they deserve better than that. And I, I can do it and I, I, can, I, I can make it for them. And so what I would say to myself is never lose sight of that. That through the 15 years and growing from, you know, the, the first year of a couple grand you made to, to making, you know, almost two mil, a year, you know, like the, the times where I strayed and got in trouble was when I just lost sight of just saying, let's go a little further. Let's make it a little better. Let's just make it a little better for the client and never lose track of that as you get sort of distracted with running a bigger business and like all the different strategy that, you know, you come up with and let's go this way, let's go that way, you know, let's do this to increase revenue and all this kind of stuff that I, I just, I sometimes lost that thread, you know, and like, mm -hmm. and I think keep coming back to that simple thing that, that got you excited in the beginning. And it, in fact, it invigorated my team whenever I went back to that to say, Hey guys, gals team, let's just, let's just try to try to make the best damn thing we can. And, and uh, that always, I don't know, it's just, it's simple, it's stupid, but it, it worked and it, it, um, it really, it, it really helped give us a, a focus and a vision, but I, I can't agree with Ryan more that like, just, and I also wish I would have known what I was worth. I will say that sometimes um, for me, it was having someone come into the company from outside that knew what we were worth. And he, we talk about this in our, how to pick a salesperson video when you get to that size. And that sometimes that individual, because they're not you, like I've, I've still struggle with the idea of what we're worth. And, and, and um, sometimes someone from the outside is the guy that can look in and be like, dude, you are worth so much more than this. And that's, that's one of the heart of like a great, a great um, biz dev. They don't always have to be a salesperson, but an EP, whatever you want to call them. But someone that sometimes it is someone from outside, just because it can be so hard to find that value in yourself. Um, you know, so I, I, I guess I'd say meet that guy sooner. <laughs> but that's not really, really possible. But I'm just glad I did because you know Chris Donaldson really focused on that so well for us, and 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 was able to, to, to because it's exactly what Ryan's saying. It's like knowing how they're going to use it and what they're going to do with it. And then saying, okay, what's it really going to do for them? And then thinking about that. Um, and then of course, you know, Jake, you and I have the, the method of saying, what do you really need? Which I also think is really critical. It's like, just, just that idea of, of what do you need? But um, so you yeah, both talked a lot about the early years. How did you yeah. go from there to the next level? And what is the next level? Like, is that the creative next level? Is that the financial next level? Can, Max, can you elaborate on what you mean when you say taking it to the next level? Well, I'd, I'd actually like Ryan to hit okay. us up on that. 
uh, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I, I know when when we hit the next level, but what about you? Well, I think I think this kind of comes down to definition, and you know the the name of my podcast is Grow Your Video Business, and yeah. so people can think like, oh, that just means like charge more or yeah. um, you know hire more people. Uh, quite frankly, like last year we had our worst year ever financially revenue wise, um, our team shrunk. And this year we're, we are going to have our most, not, not our biggest revenue year. Uh, we've hit a million dollars before we're, we're going to be just under a million dollars, but this will be our most profitable year. And Robert. yeah. And, uh, and this is the smallest staff that we've ever had for like the longest time. So in that, attributes, you know, it's kind of one of the reasons why we're going to be so profitable this year. Uh, but that's, that's like, when I think about, you know, going to the next level for me, it's um, not necessarily like, you know, getting a, you know, having this massive client, like Nike hire us to do a thing. Like I, I actually, you know, we've worked with big agencies and have had, you know, a taste of like what that kind of work looks like. And I don't want that. I, I want to be done with work at five o'clock or maybe at four o'clock and go hang out with my family and have free time and not get a phone call from uh, the account person at 10 PM that says like, Oh gosh, we just looked at the cut and we need another version. And can you get on that right now? Or can you get it? Like, no, thanks. That's not the life that I'm trying to create. So next level for me is uh, in June this year, I took three weeks off and my team ran the business and we got inquiries. People were talked to, we made money. I wasn't there. Nobody reached out to me. I didn't talk to anybody from my team for three weeks. <laughs> that for me is next level. And then I come back and I'm like, all right, like, you know, I've, I've had so much time to think about my business, uh, to work on my business mentally, you know, taking notes and just, you know, thinking I'm on a bus ride with my son's eighth grade class to Washington, DC. And when I'm not getting like paper airplanes thrown at me, I'm thinking like, yeah, what, what is the next thing that, you know, we want to do in the business? How can we be more efficient? Because if yeah. we're more efficient, then we're going to make more money, right? If we're charging yeah. the same amount. And then sometimes because we're so efficient, we can actually probably charge a little bit more because we're getting the stuff to our clients faster. And they're like, wow, this is really worth, this is way better than the, you know, the other company that we worked with. So next level for me, I think it was, uh, I mean, it's always been this mindset of like, well, what, what do I really want? And, and my ultimate goal is to be a true business owner where the business does not revolve around me. Like my, the company can run, they don't need me. I will yeah. bring in like sales just because I love what we do. Uh, but just more like because of the networks that I have, um, and the business wouldn't be dependent on those extra sales. That would just be like icing on the cake. That's, that is my dream and goal for this business. That for me right now is next level. But I remember, you know, 16 years ago, next level for me was like, man, if I could just get somebody that can edit for me so that I have more <laughs> of my time, that was next level. And when I found somebody that could take some of that load off, uh, that was, I, that was massive. That was a massive win for me. Yeah. And don't you think like, one of the great joys of, of when you've been doing it for a while is like, is actually just working with your team members, right? Like, it's just like that very team itself and seeing them grow and, and get excited about what they're doing and, and giving them an opportunity that you may not have had. I certainly didn't like to get to work with a larger organization or anything. So that, I don't know, that can be super fulfilling as well, you know, and, and, um, and just kind of speaks to that idea of like having a real, a real business, like you say, um, 
I mean, I think our business is always going to be, I think the challenges of the video production business world are the vicissitudes of the work. Um, it's just tough, you know, to know, you know, to, uh, to know where you're going to be exactly financially in three months time um, outside of what you're producing right now. It's always just a little tough to know that no matter what you can do. Um, and, and so, uh, but finding things that give you some solid ground um, uh, to, to, to build upon. And, and part of that is just honestly being around and, and, and having those and great customer service that keeps those same good old folks coming back and, and, and being a part of it. But, uh, but yeah, I guess, yeah, next level for me was, was, was when we started, uh, you know, turning it off being all about me. I'll, I'll totally agree with you on that. You know, that's like, it was, it was, I was the director and and I had my editor and I had my VFX guy and, and, but I still was the director and the writer of everything. And, uh, one day that just becomes untenable, you know, one day that just becomes too much and you, you simply cannot grow anymore. And so, you know, a, a lot of it was being just willing to, uh, step back and say, you know what, I think this, this young guy is gonna, could be a really great director and we've worked with him now for six months, a year, and let's just turn him loose and let him do his thing. And, and it was terrifying at first to, um, to do that. My clients didn't like it actually, you know, they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We want to work with you, Max. And I'm sitting here thinking this guy's actually going to make you a better video than I am. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that, that was, that was really terrifying and tough and it wasn't without its pitfalls, but it was the opening of just this door to like a whole nother level, like mm -hmm. just a whole nother level. When you started saying other people can direct, other people can um, have a lot of creative say. It just um, stepping out of the director's chair and into the business owner's chair that I'd say was like the single uh, biggest leap that that I personally made and and probably the most fulfilling one as well. Um, and I know you talk and you're um, I know you, 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 do you have a specific workshop about doing that. Is that right about being able to step step back and out? Uh, man, I got all sorts of workshops. Uh, <laughs> that's probably my favorite. Uh, we do, we do have a, a course called the video business Academy that, yeah. uh, kind of teaches like essentially like if you can break your business into the different parts and, and look at like, what are the parts that run the business? Like yep. that's a good exercise to go through because then you can start thinking like, well, what, what is my sweet spot? What thing do I love the most? What thing am I the best at? Um, yep. Am I the best filmmaker or editor in the world? Probably not. So what that means is that there's probably other people out there or there's other people out there that could be trained to be maybe as good as me, maybe close enough to good as me. You know, again, my six out of 10 grading myself is our clients like nine or 10 out of 10. So yeah. somebody that I'm training, maybe they're a five out of 10, but in our client's eyes, they're like an eight or a nine. And like for our clients, like our clients, like that's all we need. We need an eight out of 10 on this. It doesn't need to be Spielberg. It needs to be Ryanberg. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we do, we do have a workshop. Like one of the things that, you know, as you, as you, Think about like, well, what am I worth and what should I charge? I, I want to charge more. Obviously, if we could pick our own work, pick our, choose our own clients, like that's the dream case scenario. But a lot of it, I think, starts in 
the phone call, like the Zoom call where we have with a client where uh, they're inquiring about video, they're asking you all these different questions. They're probably talking to two or three other companies as well as trying to figure out like who's the cheapest, who's like the middle price, who's the most expensive. We're probably going to go with the middle price. And if you can change that conversation, I really feel like getting off of that call with a potential client and knowing what their budget is or where they're at in the buying process is one of the most helpful things when it comes to creating a proposal or deciding, you know what, they're, they're not ready for a proposal. So why would I waste my time? So within like 10 minutes on a call, there are these questions, kind of this format that we go through to really vet out who we're talking to, what do yep. they need, what problems do they have, and what is their budget? And uh, by the time we get off the call, I've got their budget or I know if they're going to be a good fit for us or not. So I'm not wasting my time spending spending it with people that just aren't ready to hire us. We're kind of guiding them along. Hey, here's what you might need in the meantime as you're, you know, trying to figure out what your budget is. Here's some resources. So we have the whole workshop that kind of takes people through the process that I've been using for years that has been super helpful. It's benefited a lot of other people. Uh, it's the, the workshop. If you want access to it, it's totally free. Just go to studiosherpas.com slash budget. And it's like a 40, 45 minute uh, workshop that kind of takes you through our process. Uh, take it, make it your own, but uh, you really- the process, uh, The process of that phone call. The process, the process of that of phone call, right? That client asking and, and better questions. Asking really. better questions. I mean, I think that that's 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 so absolutely. I mean, it 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 it's amazing how in the early days you'd come off the call and be like, I don't really actually know what the hell we're because <laughs> you didn't have a system, you didn't have right. a, a a set out group of. Um, you know, in our software, in our pipeline software, we actually have a, a, at the very top page like the basically what I imagined a person ought to be asking on the phone with the client. And, and, and for each project, you can just go through and just say, you know, this, that, the, you know, the other and, and fill that in. And we really built that in there just exactly along those same lines to try to like get that going, share it with the team. So everyone kind of stays on target because often the things that come out of that call, that's when the client is the most clear minded also before things have gotten more muddy. Um, and they really will tell you kind of exactly what they need it for, which is often like that critical element, like what, what they're using it for and, and how it's going to be distributed and so forth. And, um, yeah, that that's uh, that that's amazing, and I imagine that I, I am at you know I know that the the more you are able to listen to them and give them back uh, the the fact that you did listen, that you have ideas that match up with theirs. Um, you know, here's a nugget that I just always loved was um, I, I I was amazed by if I could find a video in our portfolio that we had done that pretty much matched exactly mm -hmm. the thing that they were talking about. If I showed them that it, it would help close the deal. Like oh, nobody's yeah. business. Like um, it often I would spend more time hunting down videos in our, cause we did like 700 videos. So we had this huge library, but I'd be like, I know we did one yeah, yeah. back in 2008 that was just like this. And maybe it doesn't look super cool and all that, but but it's exactly what this lawyer guy is talking about. And, and they would see it and they'd be like, oh, well, these guys know what we're talking about. And it spoke much louder in many ways. The examples in the proposal, the oh. examples that we would give would speak so loudly to, to them. And, oh, they get it. They get what we're after, you know. And, 
And, and so that was always, and, and, and I also learned later that you could actually, that you didn't even have to produce it. You could just go find something on YouTube and say, I think this is what you're talking about and show that to them. And you might say, well, look, we don't have the budget for the helicopters and all that, but I, I get where you're headed with that. And they know you can make video. They're not too worried about that. They just, they just want to know that you get their idea. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's brilliant. We, we use that same uh, if, if we don't have the video itself, we'll, we'll say like, no, we do know that there's this emotive, this, there is this one that, uh, that we want to share with them. And we're, we, you know, we tell the client like we did this one. No, we're just kidding. We don't say, we did this one. but, <laughs> yeah. but it's really, it's about hearing them. And it's about saying like the concept in this video is what we're kind of like saying, we think this is related. Is this what you're saying? And then the client at that point say like, no, 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 that's not even close. Then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. well let's, let's keep digging and, you know, really figure out like what it, what it is that you actually want. Yeah. And often those videos can be ones that your, your company is aspirational towards anyway. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. if it's one that you're like, that's something we want to make, yeah, like, you totally. know, we'd always kind of meet up and be like, what do we want to make? And we'd, yep. be, we'd see something and we'd be like, well, we want to make something like that. And then when it clicked with the client, we'd show them that maybe sometimes even get the budget up a lot higher. Cause yep. they would look at it and be like, well, that looks really, really what we want. We'd be like, well, that's cool, but that's not in the you know ten thousand dollar budget. That's like right. a twenty five thousand. Well, that's okay if we can get that, and that can make things suddenly a lot more exciting. Yep, love that. You know, so that's that's uh, that's that's really cool. I mean, um, I think I, I think that's it, it's just it's so awesome to think about the the process coming from the very first call and and everything that happens on that call. I'm curious, you know, we we're the we talk about being the biz side. We, we just, we kind of want to talk about the numbers. Our software is very based on the financials. Um, we have a really cool budgeter. Uh, and, and I'm just curious, what are the biggest mistakes you see folks make around the numbers and I beyond not charging enough really, but just like, what, what are the things that you see time and again, where, when you're evaluating a new, uh, prospect for, or you work a lot of coaching folks and what do you see in what they're doing financially that often is shooting themselves in the foot? Uh, nobody, nobody budgets enough time for pre-production. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's just like, uh, you just assume like, okay, well, this is our day rate. And so if this is our day rate and we think it's going to take this much time to edit, okay, that's probably going to be that much time. And we can't add more because they said it needed to be $5,000. So right. we can't add anything on top of that. So I guess pre-production, we'll just find time to do it and you do it. And you're basically working for free. If you're working for free, I've got some jobs I'd love to hire you for. So if you don't <laughs> mind working for free. So pre-production, we're so, so many of us are at fault for just giving away uh, that part, which that's the brains. That's the magic. And it's are like, you talking about creative? I mean, is that what you're really saying is, is creative or just like the plan? Uh, it could be. I mean, both yeah. and, right? Yeah. I mean, just planning. There's a lot of creative movement in that it's like okay how are we going to get that shot at that time you know in that place and with all those people and how do we get the the right you know there's like so much to that plus the creative like well, okay yeah. what is the idea what is the concept here what we do we do today we do a workshop if somebody's if somebody says they they want to hire us for this you know fifteen twenty thousand dollar video we say okay uh before we do that you're going to hire us for a twenty five hundred dollar workshop we're going to sit with you and your team for two hours talking through our process for how we create great videos and really dialing in and making sure we understand what it is that you need and then getting alignment from your team for everybody to say after that meeting like yeah those are the goals these are the things and maybe that you know it's a, it, we definitely need to do a couple of interviews and we should have Bob and Tina they need to be in the video and then we go, we put together a blueprint. So we're basically getting paid 
to do that's all this amazing. reproduction that, that's really, work. That is cool. <laughs> we present this PDF to them and say, is this, this is all that we think we heard. Here's a, here's a sample video that we did. Here's a sample video that we've seen online that we think is in line. Like, how does all of this look and sound clients like nine times out of 10, they're like, Oh yeah, this is for sure. There might be a little bit of feedback. Like, ah, not that we don't like that vibe of that song that you guys are, you know, kind of thinking might be the inspiration for this piece, maybe something a little less upbeat. And then we make any revisions to that PDF. They look at it, they sign off on it. Then we give them the pr proposal in that, in that blueprint, there's a couple of proposals like, Hey, we think, you know, here's the $25,000 version. Here's the $15,000 version. We're not doing the helicopter. We're not doing this. So which one do you want? And they look at that blueprint and they're like, let's do option one. Let's do that 25 K. We turn around, we send them a formal proposal for that 25,000. They sign it. Then we get into but the planning work, and production. But this workshop they're paying for, is that right? This workshop is a $2,500 workshop. We also tell them, hey, if you don't love the workshop after we leave, we'll give you your 2,500 bucks back. But nobody's ever asked for their money back. And 95% of the people have hired us to actually do the production, you know, post the workshop. The 5% who haven't, they ran into budgeting issues and just other how, stuff on their end. How long have you been doing this? Uh, we started doing this workshop um, four or five years ago and it, and it changed it's, our it, business. Man, I mean, that is really cool. People, are you listening to this? <laughs> you need to take this and you and run with it because this does take some cajones, I will say. I mean, this, you must have been a little like the first time you put it out there. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, here you go. We got this idea, man. Maybe you... <laughs> kind of want to try that. Well, where I got it from is a consultant that I was using who he charges $2,500 for his consulting and he wanted video work. And so I turned to him and I said, well, like to build the plan, it's going to be $2,500. And he's like, sounds good. And I'm like, this is a guy who charges $2,500 for like a half right. day of work. So right. he's used to paying $2,500 for like a meeting. And I'm like, holy crap, like somebody's going to pay me. And it was no. a two hour thing. And we did the thing. He's like, this is amazing. This is the coolest thing. And he gave us this testimony. I was like, oh my gosh, not only did we get paid to just sit in a room and brainstorm and think, and then we built this <laughs> blueprint, but now we've got a guy who's like promoting what we just did. So at that point I was like, okay, I've got all the confidence in the world. We can sell this now thing. Now I know and why you have 4,500 downloads, man. Or four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, because because you come up with great ideas. Like like I'm just now thinking, shit. I wish I would have. I mean, we we learned how to charge for creative, but I love the way you've you've sort of packaged it, and make it made it really clear. And and also, I think by doing that, again, coming back to you have you have uh, codified the value of it. You have you've made it very clear by by the document that comes in the end, by all those aspects of saying. You, you have basically just raised, thrown your stake in the ground to say, no, look, 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 we do production. But first and foremost, we're going to get your message right and get the messaging right and help you do that as a company. Because I cannot tell you how many times we went in and that was job number one, but we were, we were not getting paid for it. Or if we were, it was just part of the overall job. And hence, even then, it just kind of got sort of just jammed in to the big 40 or $50,000 budget of the project. Yep. And then no one ever really saw it as a different entity. Yep. Um, and so it was I only if you got the job. Yep. Boom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's only if you got the job. And so I just, I love this. I mean, that's, that's incredible, but I, it is, it isn't so imperative that document at the end, right. The, the, the handoff, the, the conversation, the like, 
that that's got to be such a such a big part of it but that is so cool that is that is that is great um and great advice for for everyone out there so that's that's cool so um you, you know um going going back to the uh going back to the 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 financial um you know side of that so so when you do that do you do you also put together so you give them sort of three options of what they might uh they might do is that sort of how it works uh two or three typically yeah 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 yeah, oh, yeah. and we know i mean psychologically our brains navigate to that middle package um but we've done like this most recent one that we just did uh, guys are working on it this week. I just saw it this morning. Uh, we've got two options for them. And really it's like, here's the base package. And then if you want us to go to additional cities, here's what it costs for each additional city. So there wasn't right. really, uh, we could have created another option, like another package option, but uh, we're just going to let them kind of decide how big of a package we end up doing with them. Let me, let me ask you this. When you really want the job, there were those jobs that you just, just man, I really want this one. I just want this one. I want this one. I want this one. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to lift the team up. You know, I was always looking for stuff that was, that was going to get the team jazzed. Um, you know, it's going to expand our craft, going to expand our audience. It's going to open up this client. Um, you know, maybe it's some whole new health chain or something like that that you're getting in bed with. What, what do you try to do to make that? Is there anything special? Is there any special sauce that you put on top to try to like really make that happen? What would it be? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think doing a personal video, you know, we always try to get our clients on the phone to walk them through the the blueprints. And then if we're just right. doing a proposal, no blueprint, we want it. We want to get them on the phone. Um, if we're, if we know that we're not going to be able to do that. Uh, and even if we are, uh, we'll try to create a little video and essentially a video like this, where I'm, you know, on camera, like, Hey, right. you know, client, uh, you are like our ideal client. Like, here's why yeah. this is what we love about you guys yeah. being very specific, uh, love meeting with your team, love what this project is about, love what it will, will mean for our team to be a part yeah. of something like this. So just being genuine and, uh, sharing your excitement. I do not recommend out of the gate saying like, well, because we love you guys so much, uh, we want a discount, you know, mm -hmm. 20%, 50%, yep. we'll do whatever it takes to get this job. What yep. we do instead is we tell them we would love to add some massive value to right. this package. So right. that could look different depending on the project, the client, whatever, uh, that could mean we're going to, you know, give you an additional edit or we're going to shoot an additional day or additional couple of days, or we're, you know, uh, there, there are so many different ways to add value depending on what your client values, what they need, as you kind of ask a lot of good questions in the discovery phase, uh, knowing that, well, they, man, they, they talked about having all this stuff for social, but that really isn't the proposal that they're asking for. So right. if we just said, hey, we'd love to put together three 15 second videos if you do go with this package. <laughs> um, we just sent, there's a huge, the biggest wedding, we, we, we used to the majority of what we used to film was weddings for the oh. longest time until yeah. about 10 years ago. Uh, we just sent, uh, so now we do one to two a year. Um, typically they're like $25,000 or so. Uh, we just sent a proposal for a wedding that was our largest ever. I think at 31 or $32,000 but we're working with a coordinator and the coordinator who reached out because we did a siblings wedding and they said, Hey, we'd love to get some behind the scenes of our coordinator team working at that wedding. And they're like, how much is that going to cost? And we told them, we said, Hey, if we get this job with the sibling client here, we're just going to, we're going to do those edits for you for free. I mean, they probably would cost us 
$200, you know, our cost right. on those, you know, but for them, they were like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So they're going to, you know, they're going to push the client like, Hey, you should really hire these guys. You know, they're yep. you, you, so yeah. Figuring out how you can add value and just trying to get creative there versus like what what can we do maybe in this specific project to kind of go above and beyond and maybe it is in that specific for that specific edit or or whatever but I think just using some of your creative brain juice on how can we add extra value to really show them that you heard them and uh, and that you really want the gig and that you value your time yep. so you're not going to discount yeah um, I think that's respect. Respectable, respectable. Yep. Um, so yep. that's that's the that's the way we would go about doing I something. I dig like that. that, and I love the idea of making a little video. I never thought of that. That's really clever, and it's so easy to do the way we're all set up these days. I think uh, that's super cool because what you're doing is, I mean, I love the value add, but I also just love the just being really straight up with them and just saying, you know, you represent the values that yeah. we represent. And yep. I think that we, you know, I think that means more to your client than, you know, like they literally, this is their business. This is their baby. This is what they have chosen to do with their life. And so when you really hone in on the full 360 of what their organization is all about, and you get under the hood of that, it, it, it gets them excited. And, yep. and you suddenly, you know, again, you get seen as that coveted partner as, a, as opposed to a vendor again, yep. which you're doing with your, your, um, your uh, workshop with the client. So, well, I think we should probably wrap up, which is unfortunate because I could do this all day. Cause this has just been one That's of the, fun. The, the greatest guests of all time, because <laughs> we just distilled. Now you don't have to go listen to all those other uh, 250 podcasts that uh, right. Studio Sherpas has, cause you just heard all the good stuff. Um, but no, I encourage you to, to go put that one on your, on your list and start listening um, to Ryan, because this is obviously some amazing stuff. He, and, and it, it is, it is listening to the, these kinds of things, meeting these kinds of folks in our, in our business that so many of us don't network enough with our own folk. And, and, and that's um, hopefully with podcasts and everything, we're starting to change that. Um, we either feel in competition with our, our peers or something, but I just have always noticed it. Um, and we can't um, always get out these days. So this podcast are just a great way. So do please studio Sherpas.com. And of course, I'm sure it can be found on all the use the usual uh, Apple and uh, Spotify and so forth. Um, but uh, Ryan, thank you so much. And I look forward to talking to you again. And Jake, thank you for that one question that you threw out there <laughs> while you sat there doing your taxes. I think it was two. Like, he did yeah. too. Exactly. I was just absorbing. I was, I, I liked everything you guys were saying. And <laughs> you're on the hook for, for more questions next time we have Ryan. I'm telling you that right now. Sounds good. But uh, also don't forget to try, uh, go to videopipeline.io and give our software a whirl. I think you will like it. We often, we take all the stuff to heart that we're talking about here. It's all in the, it's all coded in. So go ahead and check it out. Videopipeline.com. You won't, uh, videopipeline.io. You won't be, uh, you won't be sorry. All right. Thanks very much. We'll see you on the next time.